Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to talk to you tonight just for a few minutes, very few minutes, about shaping our world through prayer. Shaping our world through how we pray and what we're praying. That would be so foreign to many Christians because they don't understand that. They don't get it, and their prayer is very shallow and very limited. Now, that's not a put-down word or a condemning word. It's an observation, okay? But that's where the church is many times. We don't have the influence. We don't take the influence that God gives us to do something with us. But we can literally shape our world. Now, I'm talking about the world that we live in, the politics that go on around about us, and things that go on in the world, we can help shape that, okay? But in your own personal prayer time, you shape your world. And so we're going to look at that tonight. E.M. Bounds said, God shapes the world through prayer. Matthew 5, 44 tells us a part of this shaping. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Wow, that is really foreign, isn't it? To humans. But G these are Jesus' words. This is not someone else. And Jesus says, I want you to know that I want you to love your enemies. Do you know that love is a weapon of your warfare? Did you know that? I want you to look around in our world right now. I have never seen such hatred in all my life. Have you? But he said, love your enemies and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And see, that's that hatred that's in the world today. I've never seen it like it is today. Group against group. I mean, if you are a moral person, it doesn't matter what color you are. If you are a moral person, you are an enemy today to the people that want to be in control. You are an enemy. So what, what do we do? What do we do when we're placed in a situation like that? Well, the first thing you do is you love those enemies. Do you go along with them? Do you say just, yeah, that's okay. No, you certainly don't. You, you know, the Bible says you speak the truth in love. What is the truth? You get the truth out of this book. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it will be done. That's a lot of use in that situation, in that scripture that we've talked about before several weeks ago. And God's word and you praying it forth because it's in you and you pray it over the situation. When you see the hatred and you see, um, you know, people that want to destroy each other, you know what, it, if you are not careful, you know what it'll make you want to do? It'll, put, it'll want to plant that in you because you get so mad that people can't see, they don't understand, but they're blinded by the God of this world. And so don't be pulled into that, into that hatred. 
You can't be pulled into that hatred. You can't do any good if you hate. But if you love, but if you love, you will speak the truth. You won't sugarcoat it. You won't go along with deception. You won't go along with lies. You may not be popular either. You know, Jesus didn't say, go into the world and be popular. Be voted. You know, most likely to succeed or whatever, most popular. Yeah, um, it's not going to happen. If we're Christians, people are not going to like us and, and we'll be persecuted. That's what the rest of this says. Um, do good to them that hate you. And listen to this. Pray for, the, for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. That's not an easy thing to do, is it? It isn't for me because I just want to get in there and say, bless God. You know, hit them over the head with a Bible. Not a club. And say, look, you got to get your eyes open. But they're blinded. They cannot see. And that's why the church needs to be at work praying right now. Amen? Ian Bounds quoted this. He said, in prayer, you align yourself to the purpose and the power of God. If you are a person of prayer and you go into prayer and, and you know, uh, maybe you've got animosity toward the enemies or, uh, you know, things that are going on in your life, things that are going on in the nation, when you go into prayer, the Holy Spirit will speak to you and get you aligned with the plans and the purposes of God. You will not be deceived. You will not be deceived. If God's Word dwells in you and the Holy Spirit is in you and you have ears to hear, now you can close your ears off. You can be hardened and stiff-necked. You can do that if you want to. But the Holy Spirit tenderizes us. Do you understand? The Holy Spirit tenderizes us to, to the plan and the purpose of God. C.H. Spurgeon said, Whenever God determines to do a great work, listen to this, He first sets His people to pray. I want you to turn to Matthew 16 tonight, and we're just going to look at this real quickly. Real quickly. Verse number 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against God's church. God's church is going to be glorious, and it's going to be victorious. Say that. Say glorious and victorious. That's us. That's the church. And he said, in the middle of this, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So this tells us when we... Um, come into the kingdom, and we walk with God. God's Word is on the inside of us. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against us and against His church. They're not going to do it, but God is going to give us keys. What are keys for? 
If you have a you work in your office or somewhere, you know, uh, you have keys to get into a room. Maybe it's a, you know, a classroom. Maybe uh, it's your office, you know, whatever. It's a key to get you in so that you can take care of business. Isn't that right? Well, I want you to think about that as it relates to the kingdom of God. Because God gives us keys to open doors to take care of kingdom business. I give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now what the problem is many times is people think that God gave super saint the keys. Well, super saint may have the keys, but you have the keys if you belong to the Lord. You may never use the keys. You may just have them on a keychain, just carrying them around, and it doesn't mean anything. But not for me. How about for you? The keys to the kingdom of heaven that God has given me, I want to put it in the door, turn it, and open that door and walk through it. And he says, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. We need to bind some things up. We need to loose some things. And we're going to do that. And see, any of these principles that we're talking about, you know, as it relates to our world, as it relates to what's going on in our city, yes, use them for that. But see, the things that you learn in that way, you can use in your own life. When you see the devil intruding and you see him encroaching into your life and taking things over in your life, don't stand there and let him do it. Well, I did that and nothing happened. That's where you're wrong. You did it, and if you have faith in your heart and you prayed the Word of God over that situation, it has no, it has no choice but to change. I don't care how long it takes. It has no choice but to change. And that's where the enemy gets us a lot of times. We're looking. Oh, well, I didn't see anything change. We, you know, the things that we see that change, they're temporal. They're temporal. But we've got eternal thing, the eternal Word of God that we plant in a situation. It, it changes things. So don't let the enemy lie to you in your own personal life. Whatever you bind is bound, and whatever you loose is loosed. And take the Word of God and pray it over your life and your situation. Pray it over yourself. Pray it over your family. Pray it over your job. Pray it over your church. Because it's the only thing that is definite that it's going to come to pass. You, I mean... You can think up things yourself and you can pray them. That has no power. But when you take the Word of God and see tonight, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And as we begin to pray, that's what we're, we're going to pray in line with the Scripture and believe God to do some things in our situation, in our city, in our nation. Amen? And see, I, I understand this a lot of times. And, 
Patsy, Alberta, you all are prayer warriors. You know what I'm talking about here. But, you know, you start talking about a nation. You start talking about a city, and you can just almost feel many people start doing this. Why? Because they're not that interested. Folks, this is the end times. And we've got to be interested, and we've got to be engaged. We care about you. We care about your finances. We care about your job. We care about your family, and we'll pray for them. As a matter of fact, we're going to take some time here tonight. Hopefully, we'll have some time where we can pray with one another. So we care about those things, but push on into the things of praying over what you're seeing before your eyes right now, and don't back off from it. and Don't just say, oh my gosh, another political prayer meeting. No, you got it wrong. The church has got to be engaged, not in politics, but in kingdom business. Now we can sit back and we can let the devil and all the weird perverts and liberals take over because they're contrary to this word. I don't care what they tell you, you know them by their fruits. So you can do that. And then you're really going to be need to, needing to pray about your finances and your job and everything else. Because if they have their way, not much is going to be happening for anyone. That's the way they want it. They want a global world. They don't want the nation that God's given us to remain the way it is now. There's none that calls upon the name that stirs himself up to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us and hast consumed us, listen to this, because of our iniquities. He said, There's nobody that even stirs themselves up to pray. Nobody. Well, I don't want that to be said about me. Do you? I know you don't. I know you wouldn't be here tonight if you felt that way. But but that's a very telling, revealing verse right here. Now listen to it. There is none that calls upon thy name. See, the name of Jesus is the, the name of every name. And that stirs himself up to take hold of thee. That's what we're doing when we pray. When we pray in the Spirit, we're taking hold. The Holy Spirit is helping us to take hold. And we're stirring ourselves. See, that's a key. I want you to understand that right now. When you hear that, that you have to stir yourself up in prayer, because many times I go to pray, I, I feel not like praying. I might feel like complaining, going back to bed, or whatever the case may be. I know none of you ever do anything like that. I'm probably the only one in this room where that happens. But you don't always feel like praying. And you don't always feel like reading your Bible, but you do it. You stir yourself up. You stir yourself up. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.